Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. Happy New Year. It's great to be back. And this week I have not one, not two, but three guests on the show. You know Adam and Ian Waldron from the Unicorn Wranglers who have supplied the theme music for this podcast pretty much since its inception. But in addition to them, we have their dad, the professor himself, Mr. John Waldron, talking about his upcoming podcast, The Florida Outdoor Experience, his time working with the Florida Park Service, some of their past trail work, their infamous attempt at trying to find the Crested Caracara bird, and forest bathing. Yes, I said forest bathing, and it's not what you think it is, but you'll be finding that out in just a second. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into my conversation with the Waldrons. So this week, I've got a very, very special little panel here featuring new podcast host, the professor himself, Mr. John Waldron. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you, Derek, for having us over here. Absolutely. Also joined along with Adam and Ian Waldron. How are you guys doing? Number 30-something, Derek. Number 30-something. Adam's just here to pat his stats. Yeah, that's why I'm here. (laughs) I think I'm close to the teens. I've got to be close to the well, teens. What's funny is we actually, before episode 200, counted like who's been on the most times, and you're number two. Am I really? At like 11 or 12. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he, oh. Adam's number one, you're number two, and I think Joey and someone else are tied for third. Well, we got to get Joey a little bit lower. That's, that's too <laughs> yeah. much Trincali for the world. <laughs> Way too much Trincali. So we're here to talk about John's new podcast, the Florida Outdoor Experience. So uh, what made you decide to start a podcast? Well, what I really want to do here is I've, I had something before this. I had what we call the Florida Outdoor Recreation Coalition. Uh, I've spent many years outdoors. I worked in it, of course, played in it. And I really wanted to get something that gets people going as far as finding out more things to do outdoors. Uh, the Florida Outdoor Recreation Coalition was something I put together to try to get user groups together and to have more things to, to educate them, to give them a greater experience outside. And uh, therefore, we had that for about four or five years. It kind of folded up. And then I said, well, let's try something different. Let's try something that would get to the audience directly. And I looked at your format, the podcast, and have listened to several of these. And I said, this looks like the ticket that might work now. I never thought my podcast would actually inspire something. Inspiration, Derek. Well, that, and he loves to talk a lot. So, <laughs> so, so get a nice, when you hear the podcast, get by a nice little fire, get yourself a nice warm beverage, and just kind of cozy in for a little while. It'll be nice. So have you always been a fan of outdoor recreation? Yes. Um, I mean, at the age of 19, I became a park ranger with the Florida Park Service, and I spent almost 20 years with the Florida Park Service. I was a park ranger, park officer, supervisor, training manager. I did it all. And then after that, my last 20 years with state government, I headed up the recreation program for a state forest system. So I always worked in it. 
But more than just doing that, uh, I love to play outdoors. I love to be, you know, saltwater activities is my number one thing. I love to be around those. I, I like to hike. I like to mountain bike. Uh, our biggest thing that we do now is we like to stand up paddling. That's, that's the coolest thing around. So it's so much neat stuff to do out there. And when I start reading about stuff like, you know, 97, 93% of the time, most people are staying indoors. They never get outside. And that's just a shame because there's so much to offer. I'm, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, we need to get you outside on the paddleboard. <laughs> now, I do like paddleboarding. It's just I've, I've always been more of an indoor person, but get a little more involved with outdoor stuff as I've gotten a bit older. Well, we'll carry you around the state and let you see <laughs> some of the stuff that's really going on. So kind of backtracking to Florida, because I remember you guys talking about it when I first met you guys, but what actually happened with Florida? The way I got Flork going, when I was uh, in my remaining days working with the state, it always surprised me how state agencies quite often would say no to things. You know, there's so many things that people want to do outdoors, and if it doesn't fit a specific mold like hiking or biking or this or that, they say no, they don't want to be involved. And that really torqued me off. Um, I, what I wanted to do with Flork was to give a voice to the users. And let them have an opportunity to say, hey, we want to do this. Hey, we want to do that. And so with that, that's how Fork got rolled, rolling. It was all about getting the user groups together as a coalition and say, these are what we want to do in the state. Okay. Uh, so what happened for Flork to, you said Flork isn't really around anymore. No, it's not around anymore. Very sad. Uh, when we put it together, we... Uh, got user groups together, and that worked pretty well at first. Uh, we held symposiums, statewide symposiums, which were dynamite. Uh, these guys, all Rec Solution, Ian and Adam, uh, their group helped me get those together, and we held them in Orlando and in Tallahassee. And we would get everybody there from all the user group agencies and such. And then all of a sudden, when the symposium was over, we couldn't find these people. You know, they just disappeared. Uh, we found that user groups, if you're a hiker, whether you're a biker, whether you're a canoe person, they have their own little niche groups they like to stay with, and they don't really want to play with other people. And that was sort of like what we wanted to do with the coalitions, break those barriers, get everybody unified with one voice. Uh, it doesn't happen once you get them back in their own little homes. They had kind of clickish behavior, it sounds like. Yes, it's very much. And you never had seen anything until you get a bunch of user groups together fighting over trails you know this group doesn't like this group this one doesn't like this group motorized people have a pe problem with non-motorized people you know it's just crazy well i think too for a lot of people you know when they do these outdoor activities it's just it's fun you know it's not something they want to get real bogged down in you know like when i go paddleboarding i'm not gonna get with a paddleboard coalition you know i don't really care about anything else i just want to go paddleboard for an hour and come back home so i think that was the other aspect that we really saw was that you know for the agencies they kind of cared only because they had to do something and the user groups were more like well this is something i do for fun um and then like dad said they they just disperse and you don't find them and they just kind of get in their own little world and and that's the thing they're in their own little world with their people that they like to be with they get together and that's all they really want out of it honestly so where are the differences between you say agencies and user groups well, the big okay, with agencies, of course, they're charted. They they got jobs, and those jobs is to provide recreational opportunities. However, they're also limited to what type of opportunities they can provide. 
and they get kind of niched into saying, okay, these are the only ones we're going to provide. Um, agents, uh, the organizations, of course, they have their, this is what we want to do. We need more places. They're all in the same boat when it gets down to needing quality resources and such. We need land. We need good water. They all need that together, and they all agree on that. But once you start getting them into their own little thing, you know, and sometimes agencies can't. Yeah, and, and the agencies are going to be like your 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 park service and stuff like that. The government agencies and your user groups are going to be, you know, those local uh, people that put together, um, you know, that, that all enjoy doing an activity together, you know. Um, so th- that's where you kind of get those two different uh, groups. Like the Pensacola paddleboard people of America. They'll PPPA? Be a, yeah, the PPPA. They'll be a user group. But then Santa Rosa County is in charge of the B. You, you see what I mean? Like, those are the differences. So a county would be more like an agency. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and these guys, I mean, one of the greatest things that I, I did in my remaining years with the, um, with the state, with the Division of Forestry, uh, I was in charge of motorized use uh, in Florida, you know, ATVs, uh, dirt bikes and such, which had no places to go, hardly, with a couple national forests. Uh, we finally, after much battling and such, got a group together and we got our place nearby, which is Whiting Field. And it was through this working together that we finally made that happen. But yeah, we still had this group pitted against that group, pitted against this group. And it really didn't make any difference. You know, we had land there. It was, you know, land that was not great by any stretch of the imagination. So why not let the people use it? That's simple. Yeah. So how is the podcast going to be different from what you did with Floric? Okay. <clears throat> Basically, we're going to be able to directly go to the user group. We're hoping that individuals like you, Derek, you sit there and say, I don't get out much. Well, I'm hopefully if you're kind of interested in getting out, here's an opportunity to hear something firsthand from people who are experienced who are out there doing it. It's sort of like the old... You don't want to always trust the old motel cards. Hey, look at this great motel we're going to. See this on this postcard how great it looks? And you get there and say, whoa, this is not what I bartered for. Uh, so therefore, we want to give an honest perception to where you can go, what you can do out there, and of course, the importance of outdoor recreation. So we, we look at this as reaching out to them directly. At the same time, not having anybody looking over our shoulder and say, hey, uh, what about us? What about us? Uh, no, we're going to give a real clear understanding to people what things look like out there and how it works. So you're going to go on location? Yes, this is this is the big thing. These two guys have worked with me uh, with All Rec Solutions. Uh, we have done what we call quality assurance reviews on a lot of different recreation areas. We were paid for to do that. And uh, that's basically what we're looking when we go out there to a site. We want to see what is out there. And how can people experience the things that they have out there and give an honest review? Again, a lot of times you may read about this person, this place you want to go to. You get there and it's not really what you were thinking it was going to be. So we're going to go out there and, and see some of these areas, do our little like QAR type stuff, and then report back. Hey, this is a place to go. So uh, that's, that's how we see what we can really be helpful. How's the, how's the format gonna go for the show because you've told me a little bit about how you want like you you know your intro your on-site location and some other things as well so what what can people expect from the florida outdoor experience well okay my my old uh, job as a training manager i found out very early you got to keep people somewhat interested and entertained 
So my format that I'm going to use here is somewhat of a brief, but it's organized so people know what to expect. But uh, I looked at each week when we open up the podcast, or when we open up, it won't be once a week, but when we do a podcast, we'll first open up on what's happening in outdoor recreation or outdoor experiences in Florida. Just a little snapshot of news and such. Then we'll get onto our spotlight. This is going to be the crux of the whole thing. Whether we're going to visit a site, whether we're interviewing with somebody, that's going to be kind of neat to do. Whether we're going to go to a special event, a stand-up paddling uh, group has a real big event they do up here in the Panhandle. We may go that and interview people there. Uh, so we're going to get into that format of doing that in maybe... We report back, or maybe we do have an interview. That's going to be the whole format of it. Uh, after that, we're going to have another section. I hope, really, this is where we're going to find out if we're t out there reaching with people. We're going to have a mailbox thing where people can write in and ask us questions because we'll do the research. That's one of the things I want to see that we can do with the podcast. I'm a big guy that leaves a lot in data and research and having real facts and present it. Not just opinion. Yeah, we'll throw an opinion, but it'll be based on facts when we throw it in there. So we're going to have the mailbox series. And finally, my favorite part is going to be Larry's Tidbits. Now, Larry's Tidbit, why do we have this? Uh, I'll tell you the story on this. Uh, when I was a park ranger way back in the day, I had an uh, assistant superintendent. And when he had nothing else better for us to do, he would tell us to go pick up tidbits, which meant you go out and do anything. All right, so that's what this section is going to be about. Because, you know, a lot of the guys that we have on here and we talk to have a lot of other experiences and stuff they like to talk about. And so we may talk about some rock music. We may talk about a sports thing. It's not going to be real long, but it's just little things that we want to catch up. Something fun. Some fun, yeah. We want this to be fun. Well, I'm, I'm personally very excited to hear it. You know, I always, when somebody I know says they're going to start like a podcast or a video series, I'm always really intrigued by it. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to hear it. Do you know what your first show is going to be about? Well, <clears throat> yes, we do. And I don't know if I should tell people or not. I think I'm um, vacillating on that. The, I know a place I would like to test our first podcast. It's locally. It's nearby. It's a very large uh, recreation resource that we have in Florida. It has a multitude of different things there, and I think it would be very good just to get out there and try that. It hits historic events as well as natural events and such. So, yes, I, I'm all ready to go out and try this. The big question, Derek, is are we going to do it on site, or are we going to go out to look at it and come back and report it? That's why I need your help. Just to clarify, he's talking about the Walmart on Creighton. <laughs> Just to clarify. I may have to bow out of that one. <laughs> so you've brought up uh, Allrec Solutions a couple of times in talking. What exactly is Allrec Solutions? Okay, I'm going to turn that over to the president of Allrec Solutions, and that's Ian. Thanks, I appreciate that intro. <laughs> That's great. So I'm just going to spew out a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense right now. We're just going to take it for fact, right? Is that what we're going to do now? <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're going to do now? Buzzing. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. I get it. Hey, it's 2019. I get that reference. Um, no, uh, Allrex Solutions um, is a is a sub company of a bigger company. 
um, that focuses on outdoor recreation and just outdoor um, consulting in general. Um, it's something that my dad and my brother and I have had for, I think, five or six years now, maybe even longer than that, probably close to 10 years now. Um, we've worked with a lot of different agencies, both state, federal, even um, municipal and county and all kinds of different things, um, doing consulting work for them. Um, but we're branching out and we're branching out into more, um, into other areas as well. So we're rebranding the company as well. And we're creating little sub companies underneath of it. And that will hopefully be rolled out soon. Um, we're still working on a few things, but, uh, our band, the unicorn wranglers will be under that umbrella. Uh, Joey Trincali, who I just told doesn't need to be on the podcast anymore. He's heading up the R and D department. Um, so you can be looking for some really just bland things coming from R and D. He's actually working on a pet cologne. Yeah. It's really weird what he's working yeah, on right that's now. That's not shocking. Yeah. Wait, wait, I don't know if I want to be associated with you people. No, <laughs> it's just R and D. It's just R and D. Okay. Just R and D. Um, but we're excited about big things. I mean, we're still finalizing some of the things and we're still trying to work on logistics and all that kind of stuff. But um, we're excited to bring the prop, the podcast on because one of the things that I think is really funny, um, and Adam can attest to this, you know, being younger, I mean, when we started this, I was probably early 20s when we started this. And you walk into a room with people that are in their thirty late 30s, 40s, and 50s, um, and they would just look at us like, what are you doing? Like, what, why, why are you here? Why am I going to listen to you? And it was a really, it was really, I'm not going to say challenging, but it, it was dis- discouraging a little bit. But it also was just kind of annoying. Like, you'd walk in and I'm like, look, we've got good ideas. If you don't want to change, it's not our fault. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and so I'm excited because this is, there is none of that. We're going to do what we do. Um, we, we, we believe in what we do. We know, I mean, the three of us, I mean, obviously my dad's logged more hours than anybody, but even Adam and I, I, you'd be hard pressed to find people that have logged more hours than Adam and I have out there. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited to kind of stick it to the people a little bit. I'm excited about that because, you know, um, I'm just excited about that, Derek. Yeah, I think one of the neat things uh, when we talk about experiences and such, and that's what this whole podcast is about, is is an outdoor experience. Uh, people getting outdoors and just experience what we have out there. And it's phenomenal amount of experience that we as, as a threesome have had. Of course, I've had my career and all that that has always been outdoors. But uh, we had a, a tremendous uh, project that we did with U.S. Forestry on a Florida National Scenic Trail. And we logged in over 800 miles of trail wow. as far as GPSing all the way from here in Pensacola down to uh, Cyprus, big the Cyprus. Cyprus. The Everglades. Yeah. And uh, Adam did some excellent work that we did as far as putting together some uh, video and such shows about the work that we did. And uh, these are all different experiences and stuff that we hope that will generate people's enthusiasm to get outdoors. And, of course, listen to the podcast. But we really in essence, want to get them outdoors. Um, The importance of this is the fact that we see that outdoor experiences makes up a tremendous amount of who we are in Florida. If you look at tourism and such, that's a big thing. Tourism is multi-billion dollar. Boom, there it goes. (laughs) And you can't, and we saw what happened this past year when you talk about quality of, of, of resources. If you don't have the quality resources out there, it's going to significantly affect the economy. And such as you had the big red tide, 
on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and you had the blue-green algae, and nobody paid attention to that until it really hurt the economy. Then everybody gets excited, which now, finally, they are, I believe. Well, when you affect money, then everybody pays attention. Right. It shouldn't be that way. We should yeah. know it because we love Florida and the uh, environment we have here. But, yeah, that's what it takes sometimes, and that's what it took this, this past year. Well, and I think I think what the podcast will, will really do, I think helping people who don't, you know, that don't frequent the outdoors and doesn't doesn't know what walking into a trailhead even means or looks like. You know, when you talk about going outside for someone who doesn't go outside, there's going to be a little bit of anxiety about it whenever you're trying a new hobby or anything like that. So I think that's going to be a great um, area for people who are listening who want to try new things, kind of give them the courage, give them the, the idea, reduce some anxiety about going out to some of these places and being in somewhere they do not know. It's not their little four-bedroom you know, little, little home that they know really, really well. It's going out there and experiencing all the great things that um, our state uh, and our uh, environment has to offer. But I think too, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be out in the middle of nowhere. You know, there's stuff that you can do in the city. There's stuff you can do that's three or four miles away. Um, In the city. You know, you don't have to drive out in the middle of nowhere and you know ride a deer for 15 minutes to get where you're going like you don't have to do that um and i think that's a pretty big misconception all you have to do is be out in nature long enough for a little bit and a little bit of nature to get into you whoa whoa, whoa that, that's yeah. deep yeah. in fact whoa. i think i heard that before <laughs> somewhere <laughs> hey chuck but let, let me tell norris. you something chuck norris randy yeah. chuck uh, norris anderson Listen, some of the things I know we've tried with Flork and stuff that we wanted to do with Flork and we'll definitely do with the podcast is introduce new experiences and such that people can get in there. Here's the newest wave. One of the newest thing as far as outdoor experience goes. What's that? All right. Let's see how you feel about this when I say it. Forest bathing. What comes to your mind when I say forest bathing? Let's take the jackal. What comes to your mind? I... I mean, stripping down to my skimpies and getting some leaves all ruffled in there. That's what I think. Huh? And it's it's pine duff. <laughs> oh yeah, pine duff. That's You're right. Loose term. loose pine duff. Loose pine duff. Thank you, UTAP. That didn't waste four years of my life. Okay, what? Let's take Derek, who is a newbie on a lot of this. I mean, I was thinking the exact same thing, just like finding a small lake in the middle of a forest and just bathing. Okay, see. That's why we're going to come with the podcast. Actually, this is a Japanese term that's come in, and it means nothing more than going out and immersing yourself out in the resources itself. It doesn't mean you strip down or anything like that. It just means the bathing is the cleansing of being outdoor. And that's the neat thing about this concept. It doesn't say that you have to be involved in an activity. So when you take something like stargazing, you just want to go out and look at stars. And you want to be part of that. That's what this forest bathing type concept is all about. So we're definitely going to get one with that. Now, if you want to get out there and get naked, well, then you go and join the American Association for Nude Recreation group. Yeah. Yeah. Anar. Anar. And we will, we will talk to those people because not only Anar, but also the Free Beach Association, which is down in Miami, uh, they do have that concept. And that's what they're working on. All these, and this gets back to people that, people don't want to talk about you go to a state agency and say hey what about a free beach 
they're going to run the other way. It was sort of like when we had motorized trail. Hey, you want a motorized trail in your neighborhood? No, go away. So these are some of the barriers we want to get past. So anyway, but that's, that's one of the new concepts. I didn't know I was going to learn about forest bathing today. Yes. Hey. That's awesome. It's a Japanese term, which I can't pronounce, by it's, the way. It's January 1st. Yeah, it's 2019, Derek. Yeah. It's time to open up. Here new we go. year, new learning opportunities. That's right. That's right. Love it. So I did, you mentioned the, the trail uh, documenting that you guys did. I did want to bring that up because I know my, uh, my counterpart here to my right uh, had some, some, some fun times doing that is i think you even showed me some of the footage that you shot you shot that. some of the footage derek. i did i shot the fort pickens stuff yeah because i was like oh crap we didn't get the end of the trail derek i did did you go out to fort pickens and shoot i closed the up. office earlier that day because <laughs> i had i had to go to fort pickens shoot the footage then i went somewhere with wi-fi dropped it in a google drive <laughs> yeah. and then i had to go work football that night yeah yeah uh well so the the story that derek is is talking about um we went down Pop, you're going to have to remind me of the place. We were looking for the bird. The Crested Caracara. The Crested Caracara. The Crested Caracara. Very Caracara. good, good. Yeah. It's called, okay, this is where state parks come with nine names that all sound the same. I think it was Kissimmee Prairie. It was yeah. Kissimmee Prairie. Okay, so it, it's the only dry prairie in what? The state of Florida or in that area. It was something weird like that. And it was, uh, it was out there. And I mean, it, it's literally like a prairie. Like, there's no, there's like, well, it's like bushes that are like maybe four feet tall yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just it's flat and there's no trees and and that's what it is and so there was this bird the ian the crested caracara okay thank you i don't it wasn't really the crested caracara it, that's, what, that's I, what the guy said i'm pretty sure it was the crested the ian uh, crested caracara hey listen if any audubon people out there they're gonna let me know about this so well, that's all right good. that's what that we want to do listening uh so we're out there looking for this bird all right, it's this rare bird, and like we're the jackaloons that sit there and assume that on spending the four hours out there that we're actually going to find this rare creature that's living out here, and this endangered species. So we're like out there, and I've got my camera, and we're like going from bush to bush. He's like, there are actually a lot of birds out there, and like so we're like creeping in and like looking in all these bushes, and we're just finding what the the little the little gray the little gray birds LGBs yeah, LGBs just little gray birds, and so like we spend like four hours at this thing out here, and so then I'm sitting at a senior frogs. Uh, <laughs> I remember you mentioning the senior frogs. Sitting at a senior frogs. Pops finds out the bird's not even in the in the prairie anymore. I just couldn't believe that. They said it has the opportunity to be here. I said, "What? <laughs> we were out here for how long looking for this bird?" Yes, and I have all this. All, I have all this footage of just random birds, not the crested uh, yet. Crested caracara. It's not. It's not the. It's not the crested caracara. So, yeah, I, I, I think what Adam is pointing out, and and that's the the true beauty of the podcast and everything, is the experiences. Um, it's just incredible. I, I don't know how people, I know we were just talking about kids today getting all hot and bothered about Fortnite or whatever that thing's called. Uh, and I'm like, really, people? There is so much weird, neat things to, ex- to experience being outdoors, just going outside and, and just spending an hour somewhere out in the woods. And those experiences are something that people will have forever. I mean, these two guys, the 800 miles plus that we did, uh, in Florida, we have some of the greatest stories, like Ian almost getting run over by deer, and it just goes on and on to things that we put up. I think one of the prettiest things uh, I know when I was doing uh, GPS work was over in Ocala National Forest. If anybody ever asked me what's the most tranquil place I've ever been, 
It would have been Ocala National Forest. I was by myself doing a piece of trail, and I was coming down. I was in Juniper, the Juniper Wilderness area, and came to this spring system in the middle of nowhere. Now, you're talking about stripping down and getting in the water. You could do it there. There was literally nobody there, and here's this beautiful spring system. This is the kind of stuff that, you know, that you experience, and you'll never forget that. That's probably my favorite place I've ever been to was that in Ocala National Forest, a wilderness area there. And it doesn't have to, when we say wilderness, you don't have to be scared about it because what they did was they dropped me off at one road. It was a 10-mile hike, and then I end up in Juniper Springs Recreation Area. That's 10 miles. That's not really wilderness, but it's the classification they have. So we'd like to get people out there experiences, immersing themselves. No, I did enjoy the CCs that was right outside of Ocala. That's where we went to. I was about to say, Ian, I heard you really enjoyed the Yearling Trail. Yeah, that was straight up like Lion King. Like it was, <laughs> like it was no, there was nothing out there. Did you have to dodge a bunch of wildebeest. Yeah, it was terrible. Like there was hyenas. Oh, Whoopi geez. was there. It was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. Now, how long did it take you guys to do that GPS work? I think the contract was almost years. three to four years. Yeah, wasn't it? Well, we did it in bits and pieces. And that was what was great about it. U.S. Forest Service were great, and uh, they. What was nice about it, they knew what they wanted. Uh, Jim, Jimbo. Yeah, Jim Schmidt. Yeah, Jim Schmidt was the one that was handling the project before he retired. And he had in his mind what he wanted. It was sort of like what we always talked about. He wanted a quality outdoor experience for people to hike on this long trail. And uh, he wanted the quality to be there so anybody could enjoy it. Not only if you want to walk the whole thing, which is called, what would they call that? Through hiking. Through hiking. And that's what Adam did the... um, documentary on uh the through hiking it was the fact that if you just went out there like i said and took a 10 mile section and hiked it it was incredible to do that and and, but you have to have the quality there you have to make sure people don't get lost out there that all the little hash marks are painted just right because you know what if you don't have those hash marks and you don't know what you're doing you could be spinning your wheels quite a bit you know how the on the phone with a little circle goes around 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 Mm -hmm. that could be you out there in the middle of nowhere so yeah things like that's very important Hashtag St. Mark's Trail. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you guys want to throw out there before we call this an episode? I would like to add that I think that um, the business aspect that we're going to be under, I think Adam, uh, the way that's scoped it right now is there's pretty much three sections of it. Uh, there's going to be the uh, Unicorn Wrangler section, sort of like, and then the All Rec selections will still exists that section and then we have the r&d that we talked about and i think with those three different elements in there we're going to see a lot of activity and it's going to be fun to report back and of course be part of that so we're looking forward that's our new 2019 (laughs) thing to get involved with this year awesome well guys thanks for joining this was really informative really fun can't wait to hear the podcast well yeah and i can't wait to get you involved in this first podcast that we do it's going to be local and we're going to need your assistance the all rec team will be there and it's going to be fun the the walmart on creighton no stop that it's the walmart on creighton and there is a cc's right next to it and then the after parties at cc's (laughs) the launch party i still have not been to cc's since we had that pizza eating contest well the newsflash i think the the unicorn wranglers are hitting the studio in january (laughs) so derek when you come run tracks for us 
Guess where we're going to lunch, buddy. Diamond, get your track shoes on. Diamond, get your track shoes on. Uh, the rematch that everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> Nobody wants Alabama Clemson. They want Diamond versus Waldron. <laughs> the thing I remember about that was the next day you texted me, do you feel as bad as I do? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I just laid in bed all day. I'm just like, oh. It was a lot of pizza that day. There was. There was. The pizzas were angry that day, my friends. There was no <laughs> winner. There were only two losers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Thank you, Derek. My thanks again to the Waldrons for coming on the show to talk about John's upcoming podcast, The Florida Outdoor Experience, and some of their upcoming business ventures. You know, it's a brand new year, new exciting opportunities. I'm really looking forward to the podcast. I'm sure I'll be helping out. Uh, in some form of fashion, it's it's always fun hearing friends, you know, talk about new upcoming projects and business ventures and everything. It's it's very exciting stuff. Speaking of exciting stuff, next week is the official launching of the new format for the Derek Diamond Experience. I'm pretty much exclusively going to be talking film and television with those who work in the film and television industry, and I'm going to be kicking off that format with an interview I did a couple of months ago with a guy named Chris Parkhurst, who I met at Podcast Movement back over the summer. Uh, in addition to being a documentary filmmaker, he does a podcast called The Documentary Life. So I thought he would be the perfect person to have to kick off the new format. We'll be talking some of his uh, films he's currently working on, his podcast, and our time at Podcast Movement. So it's going to be a brand new era of the Derek Diamond experience. I've been doing updates about it over the last few months. It's finally going to happen next week. So hopefully you guys uh, will stick with me for the ride. I'm really excited in the direction that the show is going to go. And hopefully you guys will enjoy it too. But until then, you can check out past episodes of the show on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much all podcasting platforms. Just search for the Derek Diamond experience. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you once again to Adam, Ian, and John for coming on the show. And we'll see you guys next week with documentary filmmaker and fellow podcaster, Chris Parkhurst. Chris Parkhurst.